0: Listeners to Podcast ONA Movie Nights. This is something new we're trying out. Shut up. I am your host, uh, the movie guy, something or other, and joining me as always are Andy. Hmm. So, will
1: I plus ultra in a theater once again? We <laughs> shall see. And
0: Jeff.
2: Uh, All right, I got a big bucket of popcorn, bring
0: it on an oh, boy Ooh. Did you go see Eternals by chance? <laughs>
2: nah, nah, I jumped off the Marvel movie train after Endgame because I mean, like, yeah. that was a Shonen Jump finale. Why do I need to see more of it? <laughs>
1: yeah, you know what's better? You know what's better than a good Shonen Jump finale? A two a two year battle arc immediately after.
3: <sighs>
0: oh, how
1: fun! For for every uh, pain arc. There's a fourth grade ninja war
0: arc. Uh,
2: so I guess that's where the Marvel movies are now.
0: <laughs> it's unfortunate, but
1: uh, it happens to the best of them. Like, I love My Hero Academia, but even I'm kind of like, eh, there's there's some stuff in late in cha- new chapters that I like, but I'm also like, uh, I have some criticisms. Yeah,
2: as I as I, as I mean, look, every like. Every show that manga is going to suffer from final arc syndrome. It, nothing is immune except maybe Chainsaw Man, which was which retro, which actually retroactively improved everything before it. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: <laughs> man, I... That's still... God, what a fucking insane manga. To which I discovered something, is that that manga that Viz picked up about, like, the... Uh, the uh, trans man whose father is a hunter that Viz picked up, that was apparently an assistant for Fujimoto. Oh
2: yeah, Uh, his assistants have been getting around quite a bit, apparently.
0: Fucking wild world, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, Wild times all around. We'll hopefully hear more about the Chainsaw Man going into next year, but uh, as the year is winding down, um... I've decided, going forward, we're gonna do more standalone movie shows, because, honestly, our regular shows are long enough as they are. Especially the last couple shows we've done. Holy
1: shit. This one won't be too long. Two hours
0: later. Don't even tempt me. Don't even tempt fate. I'll take that chomp as an okay. Mm -hmm. Mhm. Alright, so, for this, uh... Backdoor pilot of sorts, because this is going to be separate from the main shows going forward. We have done a bit of a tradition over the last couple of years on this program to talk about the movies of this franchise. And, well, here we are with number three. We went and saw what the fuss was all about, and we're here to talk about it. It's time for us to gather around and enjoy ourselves back on the big screen after a year and a half away. My Hero Academia! World Heroes Mission. Why were
1: superhuman powers, the meta abilities known so casually as quirks, forced upon our kind? These quirks bring about nothing but tragedy. They are not a blessing on our world, but the beginning of its end. We, humorized, must take action. Even if it means dying the earth red with blood. Peter's gone. Search the premises. I repeat, Humorize has placed bombs around the world. The weapons are set to explode in one hour and 52 minutes unless the heroes are able to find and disarm them worldwide. Heroes,
2: success or failure of this task rests on your shoulders. This is it, heroes. Start your missions. Go! Here's are To protect the heroes...
3: And the world
2: die! You humans
1: are being threatened by the sickness of Quirks. The gravely afflicted, you are beyond our help. Let go! I
3: won't give up!
1: Night. My Hero. Another My Hero film in theaters.
2: Oh yeah, actually getting to see it in theaters. A fun fact about my theater visit, I went to see that movie the same day I went to, to I went to a con with Seth and Andrew. Like that like literally one of the times leaving the con I was like, you know what? I got on earlier than I expected, maybe I'll like go see the movie. So there was like a so there was like a screening in like 50 minutes and uh that closer to me. I was like so. I was like speeding down the highway to get there
1: in time. Oh man, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it was. A, we basically did everything we wanted to do, which was mostly get like a couple of signatures. Saw everything there, and then left and had ramen. And it was like three o'clock. Like I figured, when I was getting home, it wouldn't be like it was gonna be late. I was like, no, we got
0: back at like five. I'm like, ooh, okay, <laughs> I have my day. Yeah. Uh, my experience was a bit unconventional based on how I planned everything out. Uh, firstly, I have a bone to pick with AMC Theatres. Why was this excluded from my A-list membership? My... Yeah. Yeah, I was... I'm just It's playing like a regular movie. It's not a Fathom Events thing, it's just... Okay, fine, I'll pay the $13 for a ticket, sure, whatever. My experience was a theater in White Plains, which wasn't as big
1: and wasn't as crowded, but I got a nice recliner chair. and yeah. That, you know what, recliner chair is nice, but I also didn't get the fucking book, and I'm salty. Oh. <laughs> they did not give me the book.
0: Well, uh, I did when I went to the theaters. I was actually going to go see it on opening night uh, that Friday, But I had a super long day of work and I got home at like after five o'clock. So I decided, you know what? I'm beat. I'm tired. I've had a rough couple of weeks. I'm going to go do this tomorrow. Then Saturday happened and same deal. Too much work. Not enough time. So I decided, okay, I'll go on Sunday. I'm going to the theaters on Halloween. Sure. Why not? I went there for a six o'clock screening on Halloween It was good. Uh, There was somebody dressed up in costume, like, um... Oh, God, what's his name? Reverie in the Dark, help me. Uh, Tokoyami. That's the name I was trying to think of. Yeah, there was somebody dressed as uh, Tokoyami with the full regalia, and it was kind of cool. That's fun. Um, Yeah, and uh, I I did get the book, and I have it here, so if we need to pull anything up, uh, we can. And, yeah, I can say this wasn't as... As great of an experience as the first movie was back a couple of years ago when I went to this, uh, what's it called? Studio Movie Grill. Yeah, at, mm. at the Epicenter in Uptown Charlotte, which I don't think is open anymore because, uh, Epicenter in Uptown Charlotte is kind of, uh, being foreclosed, which sucks. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll admit this one was a little
1: more laid back as far as like a theater audience and experience. Because my first two had some fun stories, notably uh, movie one I saw with Jet here, and we went to the wrong fucking theater.
0: Oh yeah, I remember uh, that story.
1: Uh, we went to the wrong theater, but then they, we just transferred our tickets and saw it there instead, so it worked <laughs> out.
2: Uh, I'm so, I so feel so bad about that.
1: Uh. Uh, see, Jet, if we didn't see the movie, I'd be more upset. We still saw the movie, so it was fucking fine.
0: <laughs> Yeah, uh, for me, this was an AMC theater, so I didn't get, you know, the, the dine-in experience, whatever. I just, all I did was just buy a drink. I got some candy at the gas station and snuck it in like everyone does. It was no big know, nobody in the theater cares anymore. There's, like, three people working there. They don't care.
2: Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna like, right as we would start, I didn't that graphic.
1: Yeah,
0: but I'll, I'll say, my favorite
1: was still, uh, with Steph for, uh, well it was basically our makeup Valentine's Day weekend for movie two. And it was like we saw that in New York City with a big crowd, and that was fucking hype. And, and one month later? Not even one month, like literally three weeks later. Oh.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh yeah, it was kinda wild. But uh, yeah. My crowd was pretty okay. Not very uh, loud. I'm pretty sure the Friday crowds were, but it, it was what it was. I, I, As soon as the movie was over, I, I just left and went to Chipotle and got myself a $5 burrito. Veggie burrito, no guac, my recommendation. Good stuff. But yeah, so how do you wish to approach talking about this one? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to do it the way we've always done it. A to B, talk about the characters, and final thoughts at the end. Alright. Okay, so, before we get started, though, um, I have another bone to pick, this time with Funimation. Why are there no dub clips on your YouTube channel, guys?
1: That's a good question,
0: actually. All there is, is the trailer. There are some scenes on their YouTube channel, but they're in Japanese, not in English. That's kind of a problem for me because I like to put clips in these, you know, movie discussion bits, which, uh, hey kids, next year you're going to get some remasters from the older movie discussions with actual audio clips. You didn't hear it from me, but you heard it from me. Wow, who said that? (laughs) Yes, I'm a little annoyed at that, so, So, unfortunately, unfortunately you're not going to get any audio clips from the movie in this discussion. Don't blame me, blame Funimation.
1: Honestly, it's what it is, but I gotcha. It's one of those things that's really out of your hands, but it's just frustrating because you'd like to make it a
0: little more immersive, but... (laughs) Yes, I do. What can you do? And as we get started, uh, there's one other element we should probably mention. How this was integrated into the broadcast of Season 5 of the anime. Oh, we're just going into it. Okay. I think we need that context. That we do. So I think we can agree season five was not the strongest season of the show. it, it is I, yes. I
2: haven't even gotten back to I haven't even gotten back to finishing it yet, even though I probably
1: I, I will absolutely agree that like I definitely think season five is like considering it got like a hundred or so episodes, and I'd argue even like when it wasn't like a perfect production, it still had like a really strong um like adaptive like pace and style. Season 5 was the one where a lot of questionable decisions were made and I think those decisions did not help in the long run. Specifically uh, Class 1A versus 1B, you could have probably trimmed off at least like two or so episodes of that You could have absolutely trimmed off episodes of the uh, Endeavor Agency arc. And the reason they put the Endeavor Agency arc in front is because they are working with Endeavor's agency in the midst of this movie. And while the anime was airing, this movie came out while that arc was going on. And that is the decision they made to swap the arcs. And I don't think it really helped. Like, the pacing of season 5 and the fact that, like, My Villain Academia, like, My Villain Academia was still fine, but it's like, it was like five episodes of My Villain Academia for, like, what is effectively, like, it was so weird how some of how like the arcs prior to it felt like they could have they could have spent less time on it. While this is like you should have absolutely given more time to my villain academia.
0: And I don't understand the logic for that. Really don't. Well, uh I guess somebody at Soho thought it was going to be a good idea. I'll I'll say this if nothing else,
1: I saw something the other day where I think Kanapa was right, and I'm going to echo this sentiment. Compared to another series, my my
0: Hero Academia is still pretty fucking lucky. Hmm. So, seeing how again the, the timing of this was integrated to coincide with the uh, the schedule of the, of the TV anime, it uh, could have been better. But I, I get what they were trying to do, but. That's the risk you take when you're basically tying in a one off movie into the main canon for scheduling purposes. I think this is why whenever movies are released, they're not really meant to tie in with the the broadcast. You're gonna get people confused either way
2: uh, is that, uh, that uh I mean, I don't want to say I. Okay, I can even say I kill for the days where like Naruto movies didn't bother with that, but it's like no, that's not true. Naruto movies absolutely did like interfere with the broadcasts
0: in some way to get them. I product. know, and so did the Bleach <laughs> movies, and that did, but that wasn't good either. And Bleach movies are just because are... you can doesn't
4: mean you should.
0: I I haven't seen
2: any of the Bleach movies. I've actually heard they're like these.
0: I mean, I remember an episode that was just a commercial for Hellverse. It was like, really? We're dedicating a whole episode to this?
1: Also, just because the new, uh, the new uh, episodes of One Piece recently came out, uh, apparently there was a, f- before you even get to Zoe, you have a filler arc of One Piece that tied into a One Piece film gold.
0: Because of course you do. That's even more confusing with how it's released over here. that was like three and a half years ago
3: yeah, yeah. i
2: mean i mean basically I mean, basically it is just the nature of like big Jordan franchises for better or worse
1: yeah mm. you, you you give a episode and then you call it a day yeah, the,
2: the, yeah I mean yeah, I mean, we can all be like Black clover where the movie came after the anime got axed.
1: man, Black Clover literally had like. So much ample time for a movie. <laughs> or it could have been like Hunter Hunter, and it could have been a terrible movie.
2: <laughs> uh, I, mean, I, I mean, the first one was... Okay, I haven't seen Last Mission, so I don't know how that Last is.
1: Last Mission is so fucking forgettable, I don't even remember anything
0: about it. Okay, When I'm talking about all this, my point of reference is like the Inuyasha movies. It's like the second movie came out right at the tail end of, actually not not the end. I don't think it was the end of the of 7 arc. Maybe it was towards the end. That movie had nothing to do with it. There was no interruption in the schedule. It was fine. Be like that, people. Be like Inuyasha.
3: I, was, I,
2: mean, I mean, I, I mean, I could make a dark joke about how, for better or worse, and you always wouldn't be able to tell an idiot or a lot of time anyway. But,
3: hmm.
0: well, then, so, um, you notice how, as time goes on, these movies have become more and more like. A bog-standard Shonen Jump movie, straight to the action. Yeah. Uh, that can be a good thing, or it could be a not great thing. We'll determine that for ourselves as we go along here, but to point out how this movie starts, um, biochemical terrorism. Yeah! That's a, we- that, 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 that certainly is a way to start. So, it feels like the
1: other two movies, um, built into it a little bit.
4: And this one is just, just goes.
1: Just, just fucking goes. We are, like, a terrorist attack happened... Every student that's in their internship is now around the fucking world in some country <sighs> that is real, except for the main characters who are in this country that is totally not real, but is like, it's made up A Stan. <laughs> Athenia? What even was it called? Uh, Otheon.
0: Otheon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's somewhere in Western Europe, uh, we'll get to that in a moment, but uh, yeah, our big bad for this movie is a doomsday cult known as Humorize, who worship, quote, the quirk doomsday theory, and uh, does this remind you of something, children?
2: Uh, yeah, I would yeah, I admit I missed, like, maybe the first minute or so of the movie because I was in the bathroom. Did they like actually go into detail on what the Quirk Doomsday theory was, or did they just gloss over that?
1: They do elaborate and go into the Quirk Doomsday theory because because the, because it's a big running theme for the main My Hero Academia series as well, where it's effectively the idea that as generations go on, quirks become more and more complicated to the point that like the human body physically cannot hold that much power at once, and eventually it will destroy everybody inside, and, like, people will go on a rampage. Yeah. And, like, t- destroy uh, society.
0: TLDR, they are the other, and they will bring about the extinction of humanity. So, you know, typical doomsday cult shit. And they
1: basically take the Quark doomsday theory not as, like, a, a crackpot theory that has, has not proven into a this-is-what-will-happen we must kill all of the quirks Otherwise we
0: the world will be doomed. And they so, do so with underground bombs. Yeah.
1: They straight up fuck it's straight up terror terrorism. I, I think they're bombs that like evoke um
0: It's called uh, trigger gas, which oh. Okay, immediately yeah. enables uh quirk users and just sends them into overdrive and which which trigger them.
1: is indeed trigger is indeed a drug that is used in the series to basically heighten like quirks so this is basically just like forcibly like activate your quirk until you yeah what you said so it's so yeah that's a thing and they're, they're they have bobs or something all over the world so they've put heroes all over the world and they just kind of took all these Japanese kids I, I mean I get why they're there mm-hmm. the heroes were called for assistance from like the world and then the, ima- imagine just going to eat, living in Egypt all this terrorism going on and then you just see a fucking grape juice motherfucker trying to stop terrorism and it's like oh that's that's who's gonna help me
0: ugh <sighs> Yeah. They're all on a mission to stop this uh doomsday cult and take down their leader, Flex turn, an ominous looking motherfucker who, oh boy, I hope he's not just another OP god-mod motherfucker in the end. That would be horrible.
1: Uh, but yeah, also, I was very surprised to figure out what the deal was with that guy at the beginning and Because he's just some hostile Gato-looking motherfucker who's running
0: away and getting shot at. He is a defector who has some information that needs to get out.
1: Uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. He's in... He's also in Otheon alongside, uh, Endeavor's agency, which consists of him. Uh, it consists of... Oh my god, why am I blanking on her name? Uh... Lisa Ortiz's character. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Burning, pulled... burning, burning.
0: Uh, yeah, I was about to pull it up in the book here. Oh, right, you have a fucking book. I'm so mad at you. Yes, yes, yeah. I do. Um,
1: I'm, do I'm, they I'm just, have like full I'm profiles just, of people in the doing, movie.
0: Uh, uh, yes, there are profiles in here. Uh, there are several profiles, including uh, this guy uh, Salam, who is oh yeah, uh, the
1: Egyptian hero.
0: I. I'm I'll admit I'm not totally cop on everything in the series. I was left very confused by this guy and his uh paper thin physique.
1: He he speaks in like idioms. He's basically flat Stanley, and I think he's played by Frank Todaro. He's a very odd, but it was like, you know what, I got a I got a good laugh at least when he popped up. <laughs> He he's he's he wasn't in the uh TV show proper, if that's what you're wondering.
0: Oh, that's why I didn't know who he was, okay.
1: He was original to the movie alongside uh Claire Voyance. Ha And she had a cool design and Sarah, Sarah Roach is Sarah Roach is an up and comer. I'm glad to see that uh she's getting some big roles herself for her. Mm-hmm. She rides on her squ- her squirrel flying squirrel girlfriend slash sidekick girl kick. <laughs> sure. And then Endeavor's there alongside uh, Bakugo, Shoto, and Deku, of course. Mm-hmm. With the hothead, the nerd, and the icy hot. Hilariously enough, and it, well, we'll go into this later. Bakugo's kind of given the role of the nerd in this movie, which is... Yeah, uh, Kind of yeah. fucking funny, actually. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. thing I, don't think, I don't think he does the movie where I'm like, they really had Bakugo do that.
1: <laughs> Nobody else was around, and Bakugo is actually pretty fucking brain smart. He's, like, one of the smartest people in their class. It's just really fucking funny that he's designated the, like the tech in that scene. It was also
2: really, it was also particularly weird because when, like, Todoroki was sitting, like, right next to him, it's like, you figured they would have just given that rule to Todoroki? Uh,
1: Todoroki! Look at Todoroki! Do you think that man knows how a fucking computer works? Yes. Actually, yes. Yeah. I don't believe, I don't think... Okay, I have an
2: easier time believing that more than I would believe that for fucking hell. I would believe Bakugo would know how to blow up a computer.
1: I believe that Bakugo knows how to build a computer and knows how to be toxic online to like crush people on video game of choice. Bakugo can and will get like a twenty o kill death ratio in Call of Duty and will call you a bitch ass noob and teabag your corpse.
0: Also fair. But yeah, during that whole diatribe, I was just reminded of the Sailor Moon clip of "I'll just warn you now, I don't know how to use a computer."
1: Uh, See, I would argue Todoroki is the type that wouldn't understand where the any key is when asked to press any key. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought I thought long and hard about like these characters in many different scenarios. So, so.
0: would that make Deku the that obligatory Mac user? Yes,
4: actually. <laughs> you know what? That fucking checks out.
0: Yeah. <sighs> so now that we got uh that situated out. Now we can move Talk forward. About the movie. Yeah. So there there's no point in building up to it. We're just Here's the here's the main credits. We're already on patrol, and yeah, our main three are out and about in this uh, made-up country. That it's gonna be a lot like another country in a moment. And
1: so, what the fuck was the suit? Why did they not let them use the suit at the end of the movie? Good question. I don't know. They're very cool-looking outfits, too. It's like, if you're going to give them the movie outfit, let them use the movie outfit. They stormed They stormed a raid house, and it was like three minutes long, and that was it. It's like, I would have at least liked mm. to see fucking Bakugo wear his fucking Shadow the Hedgehog thing while he was fighting people at the end of the movie.
0: That would have been great. I think we just uncovered a plot hole in the movie. Why the suits? Yes, or or why not the
1: suits? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I have thoughts, but basically, they immediately start this movie on very unbelievably high stakes. And I don't think the higher stakes make me care more
4: about what's going on. Ironically, what does make me care more about things
1: that happen movie is a little more of a uh, personal touch.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so this movie starts off with our main three encountering a jewel robbery. They see a pair of guys with a briefcase and their instinct says, go take care of that. And, well, they're on pursuit. And then we encounter someone else who is uh, just looking to make it to the next day. Shall we talk about this, gentlemen, gentlemen?
1: Yes. Let's talk about good old Rhodey Soul. Mm -hmm. Rhodey is what makes this movie work. Rhodey is legitimately a fucking charming delightful character and cuz cuz you know what he is he's a he's you know what Roddy is he's
4: aladdin you son of a
0: bitch i'm in
1: he's fucking aladdin i i didn't even piece that together but it's like no he's aladdin he's a good meaning street rat who cares about people, is empathetic t- towards I- kids or people, specifically towards his family, but is willing to do some shady things to make end- ends meet, and he does it with a level of charming wit and, you know, uh, parkour to-, to get the job done. And just kind of accidentally winds up in a bigger conspiracy because of the wrong briefcase and just being down the wrong alley. And then Deku chases after him and it's a pretty good chase scene. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, no, there's some good parkour. And I got a pretty hard laugh at, uh, when he's on the train and he's talking to his little bird friend, Pino. Uh, where it's like, ah, I don't think we're going to run into that guy again. And Deku just fucking smashes himself uh, with like the kissy... boom. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. With like oh, the yeah.
1: fucking kissy lips and like, oh, okay, that's a good
0: <laughs> Yeah. <category. laughs> yeah, uh... Rody here is played by one uh, Ryan Colt Levy, who many of you may have heard as uh, Dr. John Watson in Moriari the Patriots, Sakisaki in Kuroko's Basketball, or even Katsuya in Battle Game in Five Seconds for the three of you. I said, I there said, who I said, that okay, you
2: chose a really horrible one. You could have just gone with the easy one. At Jazz from Irabaku.
0: That's why—I was leaving it to you guys to do that, because that's what you do, not me. I I
1: appreciate that, but I was like, come on, Battle Game? Okay, but—but yeah, no. uh, Like, legitimately, the first time I'd ever heard of this actor was uh, as uh, Jazz M. Andro in uh, Irma-kun. And he's very charming in that, too. He's kind of this little—he's kind of a bit hilarious. oh my god, I just realized— I hilariously enough uh Andrew himself is a bit of a ju- is a bit of a thief in his own right. Like the first thing you see him do is like steal like a watch off somebody in Irma. And yeah. He he's a fun character. He's really kind of like grown a lot as a as a voice actor. He's picked up some really interesting roles. I liked him a lot when I heard him in uh in uh, Moriarty the Patriot and he absolutely kills it. As Roni unbelievably nails it so hard. It's genuinely some of the best voice acting work I've heard out of him. Period. Mm-hmm. It's, oh. it's great.
0: He has a very strong presence of chaotic, neutral to chaotic, stupid to him. And I like that.
1: He, he means well, but he's kind of a snarky dick. Yeah. It helps that he cares about, like, his, his kid brother and sister a lot while they're living in a trailer park.
0: It's not really much a trailer park. It's more of... Like, like a, slum? a slum town. Yeah. Yeah. Again, does this remind you of something, children?
3: Hmm.
1: No idea. I don't think this movie has anything to say about current world affairs Oh, just at all. wait. Just wait. Let's, uh... Actually, yeah. just... Just because I know there's no real good place to bring her up. Uh, Christina Valenzuela as Pino. I, I jokingly said to Steph, um, wow, fucking Christina's doing her best Pikachu voice. And I thought <laughs> about it a little more. No. Christina Valenzuela is not doing her Pikachu voice. She's giving her best Togepi voice.
4: He, uh, I think that's where you're going to get with that but.
1: No legitimately like Pino sounds like a fucking Pokemon and Christina does a fantastic job sounding like a Pokemon
4: and she's she's a lot of fun
0: even when
1: she farts at Deku's face
0: <laughs> uh yeah uh Deku and Roddy have some very strong uh, back-and-forth banter with each other. They they play off each other very well in this movie.
1: Legitimately, I think I gave more of a shit about their interactions and... I'll I'll bring it up in a little bit. Than the
0: central world-ending drama? Yeah. We'll get to more of that in a moment, but... uh, Going back into the movie, uh, the big conflict with uh, the briefcase. It gets interrupted as uh, the defector, who has fleed off with a briefcase of his own. Hostel Gado is on the run from
1: a cute <laughs> archer girl.
0: Yeah, and uh, got attacked, and there was a car crash, and... Oops! The briefcases got mixed up. Whoopsie. Mm-hmm. And that would be the end of that, obviously. But uh, then the police show up. And they start firing. Without warning. Yeah, immediately shoot Does this remind you of something?
1: Oh, yeah. So, I I didn't want to say it, but it's like, oh, man, this movie goes very hard on the... The... Ake have agenda, like whether you're thinking whether you're thinking European, whether you're thinking American. This looks European and American. This country, so honestly, both are accurate.
4: <sighs>
1: you say
0: that,
4: uh... but wait, there's more.
0: There will be more to come. There will be more to come. Oh boy, yeah. There. So uh, the two of them are on the run because obviously you'd be on the run if, you know, dozens of police officers are trying to shoot you without uh, provocation. And this was a ve- this was a very good chase scene, I'll give them that. Yeah,
2: yeah, to yeah, to which I say I w to what I say I know the like promotion, all the promotions for this movie had like the out of context thing of Deku Max murderer, so oh. I was definitely so I was surprised this was the context for that.
3: The yeah. context
1: of Deku being mass murder is just picking up a briefcase and running from the cops.
0: Yeah. They're running from the cops and they're running from uh this mysterious archer woman in a car who's trying to shoot him down with uh infinity arrows that just keep respawning.
1: Not no, I think she has a limited I think she has a limited amount of arrows, but I think it's specifically like how she shoots them. Yeah. But I'll say um this scene reminded me of something. Specifically, Kohei Horikoshi's favorite western superhero is Spider-Man. Mhm. And ever since he manifested Deku's uh first power from the other All for One users, no, other One For All users, Jesus Christ, I can see how you can make that mix up. <laughs> the other One For All users, he got Black Whip and he basically used Black Whip to be Spider Man, and he got some very good Spidey swings in this movie, and it was great.
3: <laughs>
1: like especially when he's just swinging around like the not Golden Gate Bridge, and like Rhodey is just freaking the fuck out. It's like, oh, it's it's such a good it's such a good chase.
0: Uh, you know, just because you said that, and because I saw a trailer for the movie before this, and because the leak is still fresh in everyone's mind. Holy shit, I do not care about this fucking Spider-Man movie at all. You killed it for me, guys.
1: Oh, God, okay, you too? Okay.
2: I don't care. I, mean, I mean, I was kind of whatever about it before, but I think the leaks were real bad.
1: It's not that they're bad, it's just that everybody won't... Like, all the big zingers have been kind of known uh. forever. At this point, Just, just...
0: Just give me a date for Spider-Verse and we'll be square, okay? Yeah, just do that instead. And, uh, yeah. (sighs) Yeah, uh, Deku is Spider-Man, which is, uh, pretty cool. At least for that, uh, moment. Let me just, uh... I actually saw something here in the book, uh... Uh, yeah, apparently, uh... Horikoshi's, uh, number three favorite movie is Spider-Man Far From Home.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Number two is The Ring and number one is Akira, so, you know, that's pretty cool. Also, apparently, he wants to go visit uh, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge ride at uh, Disney World. Okay, that doesn't surprise
1: me at all. that's,
0: That's a good way to spend three grand in a week right there.
1: You know what? Yeah, that checks out. But honestly, considering how much of a fucking, like, Star Wars Mark Horikoshi is, like, every street in My year Academia is named after something like Star Wars. It's kind of wild. <laughs> it's even more wild considering fucking, um... I'm not going to go into big spoilers about uh, current manga developments. All I'm going to say is there's a character named Commander Agbar. He looks exactly the way you think a character <laughs> named Commander Agbar would look. There's uh. also a fighter pilot named Wedge.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, lovely.
3: Uh.
1: Yeah, the man is many things. Subtle is not one.
0: <sighs> yeah. Uh, speaking of the lack of subtlety, as Deku and Rhodey have made their way uh, out of uh, you know police uh, pursuits, something happens in the city, and on the television. Oh, man, just... Yeah, uh, Deku gets in contact with, uh, Todoroki, and... Well, Todoroki basically asks Deku, um, what the fuck did you do?
1: Uh, I chased, I chased after a twink in the streets,
0: why? Um... Yeah, because, uh, Deku, Fox News says you murdered 12 people.
1: I mean, like, according to them, so did Biden, so... <sighs>
0: uh, and just when you think that's as far as it goes, so, no, 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 no. Later on, there's a scene with uh, Endeavor and the police chief basically confronting them going, what are you assholes talking about? But the police chief is very steadfast saying, listen, this is how it's going to be. We have to go after him. And as soon as Endeavor leaves, we see the police chief sitting uh, sitting around, uh, going heroes. <laughs> he opens his drawer, and what do you see in there? The Quark Doomsday Theory book. The head
1: of the chief of police is a clue guy. I mean, I mean, a uh, uh, humorized.
0: Him. Once again, does this remind you of something?
2: Yeah, 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 too to yeah, it never may be a it never may be a terrible abuser, but at least but at least he is at least he was responsible
4: enough to see that, to see this was all happening to Deku and being like, what the heck is happening.
1: I would say Endeavor's a good cop, but I almost wonder
0: if that's a little too
2: That even that may be a little too nice.
0: Yeah, that that whole sequence is um he does his job
1: and also isn't a cultist.
0: Yes, um, unfortunately, uh, many are, given uh, some recent events have happened in this country over the last year. You ever walk out because
1: you don't want to get a fucking shot?
3: <laughs> that,
2: honestly, honestly, that whole thing is just kind of more funny than anything else.
0: It's it's so fucking pathetic. It goes to show you just how awful and stupid the last five years of American politics have been to everyone else in the world. Yeah. We saw it with Promare, we saw it in the Yashiki, and we see it here.
1: You're clearly reaching with your politics. This isn't political. It's like, motherfucker, this is Actually, propaganda. What the fuck are you on about?
0: More on that in a
1: past recording.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We are surrounded by brainless zombies. It's horrible.
1: Uh, At least zombies are a little more... uh,
0: A little more tough to push. Yeah, you you know, if, if the zombies actually do rise up and they're looking for brains... They're going to stay far away from some of these folks because they don't have any.
3: Mm.
1: Anyways, um, we are officially done with making parallels to real-world politics and happenings. So let's talk about two kids
0: that are trying to cross the border. Uh, God, yeah. Um, Yeah, Deku and Rhodey are trying to get to the... uh, Uh, city slash country slash city state slash I don't know it's not really defined that well of clade where the ocean police will no longer have jurisdiction over there but that's a long ways away so a good portion of this movie
1: basically just becomes a road trip a, a summer road trip movie and it's actually pretty fun as a chill summer road trip movie between Deku and Rody, And it's fun and charming. And I actually like seeing these two characters interact. They got good chemistry. They bounce off of each other. I like how they kinda just steal somebody's broken down truck and have to ride it across the country that's across not America while Asian kung fu generation plays. <laughs>
2: I oh, was like, favorite Asian Gunk from Generation
1: song. Mm-hmm. We got two Asian Kung from Generation songs. I wasn't expecting one of them to be used during a fucking gay
0: road trip. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, some folks out there are seeing some things with those two. It's hey, more power to y'all. I'm gonna be real. I've seen more for
1: less in the past.
0: Yeah. At this point, who fucking cares? Have fun. Yeah, just as long as it's not hurting anyone out there or getting real people involved, which is, uh... Don't do that. Yeah, please do not
1: Don't be the weirdos that try to, like, start shit for your ship. It's just... Just have fun and make a dumb joke about, oh, they gay, and then just move on with it, like the rest of us. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, uh during their trip... uh Rody starts to have some conflicting feelings because uh, his siblings are left alone, so he has to call uh, his boss to, uh, get someone to check up on them. It doesn't go well.
1: He has to hire cat sitters.
0: Yeah. And one such case where he's looking for an out is to take the briefcase and report it to the police, but, uh, well, you mentioned Admiral Akbar earlier, so, uh, yeah, it's a trap. It is very much a trap. Nearly gets killed before Deku literally takes a bullet, or in this case, uh, an arrow for him. I'm not no, going to not- do it. I know. I was
1: thinking it too. <laughs> Chet, I was thinking it too. I appreciate we both individually were like, no, the fuck I'm not. But we considered it, and we are stronger for taking the high road. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so, um... But he took that arrow to the spleen. <laughs> Damn it, I'm not good enough! I I did not take the high <laughs> road! I, in fact, aimed lower, and I am not apologizing. Why? He took the arrow, took the arrow <sighs> to the spleen.
0: Yeah, after that mishap, uh, the trip continues onward, and we get some backstory for Roadie, explaining how things became how they did for him, and, uh, Oh, boy, here come those real-world parallels again. You see, he and his siblings had a fantastic life in the city. His father was very well-to-do, but uh, at one point, he um, basically got brainwashed into QAnon, and uh, things went south really fast.
1: Nobody want to interact with them when their dad was a cra was presumably a crazy nut job.
0: Yeah. Uh, once again, does this remind you of something, folks? To remind you of some of your family members out there who have decided to uh take up professional insanity as a vocation?
3: Thankfully, like, uh, I
1: don't know anybody or am associated with anybody who went down to Texas to see the second coming of JFK.
0: (sighs) I unfortunately have to deal with estranged family members who are very much uh, into the Jonestown Kool-Aid.
1: It's so fucking depressing, man.
0: And one of my family members works in a hospital and is thinking this shit.
1: That's... Yeah. Sorry, dude. We've let this happen, and it's fucking depressing. that's the sort of conversation I was expecting to have with a My Hero Academia movie, but you know what? It, it is at least
0: apt. Because mm-hmm. don't get into cults. Don't no. buy into cults. Do not get into cults. It never works out well. You're either going to do some really fucked up shit...
1: You're going to, bu- you're going to lose family, friends, and loved ones, or you're going to make a fucking movie where like, there's nine levels of heaven. And on the eighth one, uh, Thomas Edison is there and Helen Keller is also there. Yeah. Those, there
2: uh. those happy. that so I, I watched more of that happy Diane's breakdown. God yeah, bless a, a you, movie.
0: Jeff. That is absolutely insane. What you're doing.
1: I legitimately felt my 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 mouth aghast at several things in those two, which wanna give a shout out to Mr. D's Guy for taking the climax of the fourth movie where it's a fucking Gundam Pokemon battle against Adolf Hitler and Frederick Nice, and they play the fucking you say run music
0: during that section. <laughs>
1: just, just Uh, Good on you. And yes, because I mentioned you say run, it's still topic relevant.
0: Yeah. Oh, and uh, speaking of those movies, let's not forget the most important part of that uh, uh, insane religion versus not insane religion movie.
3: I got the results
4: of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer.
1: Man, yeah, they just very casually like, oh, this dad... Who's an atheist has terminal cancer and never bring it up again because <clears throat> they're
0: yeah. Also, um, in that first movie, if you noticed, uh, the two kids that went to heaven were Japanese. The two kids that went to hell, uh, were brown white presumably white. American and uh, colored. And Charming, Charming.
1: <sighs> Stay class,
0: stay classy, stay classy, stay classy, fucko. <laughs>
1: Anyways, uh, Deku and Rhodey bond in a cave and become closer friends and then travel the country together doing shenanigans while more Asian Kung Fu Generation
0: plays. Mm -hmm. It's a a good montage. I liked seeing these two hang out together. Yeah. There was actually a really charming moment in the flashback where Rhodey has this little uh, keychain puzzle he's trying to open. And like immediately after that, you get the fallout of the crazy, and that's just that's that just sucks, which by the way, something I
1: noticed actually, um baby Rody was played by Christina Valenzuela as well, uh-huh, I could tell right away because it was the fucking Killua voice, <laughs> but yeah, so. Good road trip, good traveling around around the nation. And then they make it to the border and there are cops waiting for him at the train alongside the arrow lady
0: and they go on the attack. It's it's almost like they're in cahoots with one another. Wow, who'd have thunk?
2: Yeah, to to which I say that fight is probably one of the best sequences in the movie.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's a really fucking cool sequence, which... Oh also at some point uh Bakugo and Todoroki catch on to the one text he sent them and it was secretly a code of of that they were going to the neighboring country and they pick it up like Todor- Todoroki is smart enough to pick up on when his boyfriend's trying to call for help <laughs> and then he just drags along Bakugo he's like fucking don't touch me I I go where I want he's like just shut up it's like <sighs>
0: Uh, Makugo they, is pretty whipped, isn't he? It's a
1: it, it's a it. Okay, I see, I'm trying to make a joke about that, but honestly, in the first movie, a lot of the things he did in the first movie were literally just Kirishima dragging him along. Like, Kirishima even brought him a fucking tux.
3: <laughs> so
1: it's like...
4: Is Bakugo a bratty bottom? Possibly.
1: It's it's possible. It's very possible.
0: Yeah. Although he could be more of an aggressive switch, you never know.
4: He
1: he's a he's a he's a bottom that wants he. I think he wants somebody to top him, but he doesn't <sighs> think anybody has the the co- cojones.
0: Well then. Uh we should probably talk
1: about the movie again, Fuck. Yes.
0: Uh yeah. So yeah, uh the fight on the cliffside, uh it happens. It's a very good fight.
1: It's a very cool tracking shot.
0: Yes, very good tracking shot. Very cool uh visual effects make it look like it's all one seamless cut when it probably isn't, but it it looks cool.
1: It it's like they they cheat a little, but it's like, you know, it's a, it's a good it's a good little tracking shot. It's very cool. Very good fight. That woman just killed herself, and they just
0: kind of
3: yeah. don't acknowledge it.
0: Like, I had to look up what happened, because I totally forgot what happened to her, and uh, apparently that's what happened to her, which... Because, uh, yeah, because <sighs> Flecht was like,
1: you, I will not accept failure, and she was just like, well, I guess I failed. Guess I'll die. And it's like, Deku and... Literally fails to save save her. You think that would have weighed a little more heavily on the boy?
0: Not that when the movie has an hour and forty five minute runtime. It doesn't. it? Yeah,
2: I guess, to, but still. yeah, To which I say, it's a turnip movie. you will forget this ever happened.
1: Uh, I I mean, you're right, but still, that was that was one of those things I was thinking. It's like. And you, Deku's not just going to brush off that a fucking lady just killed herself.
2: As, even as, if she as, was, as, was trying as, to kill I, him. Yeah, too much say. I almost forgot, but, like, probably the funniest thing during that whole road trip sequence was, like, that was, like, uh, him and Rhodey had to hop on a bus, and, uh, and, uh, and Rhodey was, like... Okay! <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, 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 and Deku was making a big deal about, like, them not paying for the bus where he was, like, look, man, it's cool. <laughs> look, man, it's cool. Don't worry about it. And then Deku, like...
1: He literally shoots style, he like, Air Force shoot styles two bus tokens into the bus, and he's like, there, now I'm good, and I'm like, oh my god, that's such a good scene, and that's such a Deku thing. Where Rhodey's just like, we're hitching a ride, who cares? He's like, no, we gotta pay for it, though. And he does it in the most Deku way. I loved it. That was like, you're right, Jet, I did forget that. That was such a good scene.
0: That is some quality character building right there.
1: I think the thing, like, not, not all these movies are perfect, but I genuinely feel like these movies do understand these characters enough. That's why I like these movies putting them in characters and playing around with each other in different scenarios, which I think that's why this movie was more of a letdown for me because I like the cast of 1A, I like their d- dynamics, and I like seeing them in different fun scenarios. This is almost a strictly Deku Bakugo Todoroki and an anime original.
2: There's, there's a, there's a, yeah, I yeah, I mean yeah, I mean we knew I mean we all knew at this point that Neku, Todoroki, Bakugo are like the most prevalent MMT characters anyway, but this movie just like really drove that home for a better or it, it,
1: Yeah, It drove it home, whereas like the other characters show up, but it's like they're very very like they're doing stuff around the world and then a couple of them are just at the dorm cause they didn't think to give Ida and Mina a role in the movie?
0: There was less than two minutes of screen time for Hawks. That is a travesty.
1: Which I, w- I was kind of surprised at how, like, reserved they were for even showing off Hawks. It's like, they-, they had them show up, but it's like they had no time to really do anything with them. It's just like, oh, Okay. I think that's why I like the other two movies where it's like, people, people, I discovered people really didn't like that first movie. I have problems with the first movie, but I think the first movie had a lot of really fun moments.
0: I am always in favor of uh, broad character exploration more than just straight-to-the-point action for these kinds of movies.
2: Yeah, I mean, to the first movie's point, I mean, they didn't give the what a kids like anything about to do And of course, you know, the climax of that movie was the climax of that movie.
3: So yeah, Yeah, don't be
0: afraid to (laughs) use group ensembles in larger scope. There are a lot of great characters here. Use them to your advantage.
1: And I think that's why this movie. Here's the thing. I do agree. I'll, I'll say this. I think the lower stakes and focusing on Rhodey worked. It was the most successful stuff that worked in the film. But the fact that, like, it was a and Deku movie with a pinch of Bakugo and Todoroki and, like, almost nobody else was also pretty fucking weird.
0: Yeah. Feels like we're just sequestering all of them off into the main focus and everyone else is just, uh, there. Uh,
1: okay. Anyways, uh, so, late- Arrow Lady Kills Herself and... Briefcase.
0: Yes. uh, There is a briefcase in there. And wouldn't you know it, there's a puzzle in the briefcase. The same puzzle that Rhodey remembered when he was a kid. And inside, it's a little thumb drive.
1: And this is the the little sequence where, um, because there is literally nobody else... In the movie or in the scene, Bakugo steps up to prove he's a lot more <laughs> of a computer tech geek than you'd let on. And I, I think that what I actually love that turn of events because that's really funny. Where Bakugo's like, where they're like, "Wow, so many tabs!" It's like you fucking idiots. It's gonna be the most recently looked at tab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, as, as we established, Shoto is not computer savvy. Daku uses a Mac and this is a Windows PC in this hotel they ran into so Bakugo's here just just shoving everyone over and just uh, playing Hacker Man for a few moments.
1: I feel like Bakugo wants to build his own PC but his own temper and explosive sweat wouldn't let him so he probably just calls Kirishima to do it for
0: him. Knowing him it probably overheat in like five minutes because he didn't use enough thermal paste.
1: Yeah, that checks out.
0: Yeah, uh, they look inside there and they find a message from uh, Hostelgado talking about uh, the trigger bombs and, and reveals that both he and Eddie Sol, Rhodey's father, created a device that will shut down the bombs for good. Interesting plot twist right there, I
1: guess. Interesting plot twist, especially about the fact that, like, the scientists were sort of, uh,
0: coerced
1: into the cult.
0: Yeah. Something, something, remind you, we know.
1: It's one of those, like, I guess they didn't want to play too much into Rhodey's dad being a dickhead. Despite being dead, I guess.
3: Yeah. Yeah
1: i I'm not saying it's like the worst decision but I also think it's a it's a it's a little like uh, a little weak yeah i've seen i've seen worse plot twists like movie one where it
0: was actually all for one all along i'm like shut up <laughs> uh yeah at the same time that's happening though we get a mass broadcast from humorize and uh this big, bad, ominous-looking guy saying that they have bombs all over the world and they will be detonated in two hours. So you better go find them or else. Unfortunately for him, he didn't realize that uh, All Might is back at Central Command and they have a giant computer screen that can pinpoint locations of all the bombs, which include uh, London, Paris, Cairo, New York City... And, yes, Otheon. Wow, who would have thought that, like, everybody is stationed at all the places where
1: the bombs would think to be, and the bombs were, in fact, there. (laughs) You kind of miscalculated that, where it's like, wow, you'll never be able to find these bombs, but it's like, all the heroes are already stationed there because they tried this already. Yeah. They're all still there. What the fuck did you think was going to happen?
0: Yeah. So now it's time for the siege. Yes, it is time to, uh, head back to where it all began, and, uh, well, how do you get back to the head base? Well, it turns out, Rhodey can actually fly a plane, believe it or not. He did
1: mention that he wanted to be like a fighter pilot, not a fighter pilot, he just wanted to be a pilot someday, and he had Mm -hmm. vague knowledge of how to fly a plane.
0: Yep, and so the flight commences, the heroes are dropped off. And then the real fun begins, because we have three battles in three different ways. They storm the fortress, but yeah, there's there's three fun fights.
3: Listen, uh, yes.
2: Yeah, you know, your big obligatory shonen movie fights, which I gotta say, like, uh, for my hero standards, those fights were surprisingly brutal.
3: Yes,
0: yeah. they were. Starting with Bakugo going up against a pair of, uh, totally unhinged crazy ass twins which major major
1: I'll shout out I'm not going to go through every voice actor in this movie because I couldn't read all of them in time but major major props to uh, Mike Haimoto for sounding unbelievably unhinged as the evil murder twins
4: oh my god
1: Jesus fucking Christ. Also, those fuckers tore into
4: him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and interesting to note, even though they are part of Humorize, they have quirks, which brings into the question, why the fuck are you here then? Well, look, we're just here for the payday, wink wink.
1: I think I think it's a mix of like, how do I put this? Um. Almost like the guilt of privilege, or like thinking if that if that makes sense.
2: Does that does that no, I think it was specifically stated like they wanted to be on top when the new world is made.
0: Yeah, something something new world order. You know the drill with these doomsday cult crap.
1: Like I th- like I think the I think barrows legit did feel like the sin of her quirk, and that's why she killed herself. These guys they're just like, "Oh yeah, no, uh, it'll be fucking fun once we
0: we're on top." Yep, that's the idea. Destroy all the quirk users and rebuild the world with uh purity as some folks like to call it.
1: Also, uh sh- yeah. Yeah. Also, I oh. guess just what the <laughs> fuck was it where um Hang on, I'm going to steal a, a, a friend from a joke of mine. No, I mean... A, I'm going to rephrase that. I'm just going to steal a joke from a friend of mine. Yes, I did Bugs Bunny myself. Fuck you. <laughs> and then there's Todoroki, who goes up against... um, What is a fucking... What is Ichigo's hollow form? I mean, Leviathan. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Like that thing looks like a fucking hollow. It really does. I mean, I mean,
2: I mean it looks like a very weird murder clown.
1: And Jesus Christ, did that thing do a number on Todoroki.
0: Yeah, he got brutalized. Like like both Bakugo and
1: and Todoroki like Todoroki almost like fucking asphyxiates. And Todoroki is getting cut so hard that like his eye goes bloodshot, like fully like covered in blood.
0: That happened to uh, Bakugo as well during his fight.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. I, I said, that, and that's what happened to Bakugo. Yeah. Where it's like literally his eye just get covered in blood. I'm like wow, this shit's brutal.
0: Yeah. And before we move on, we'll just uh, for for the sake of consistency with the flow here, we'll. uh, Lead into how those fights end. Uh, you'll be you'll be very surprised to know the good guys won in a spectacular fashion. So the rookie did uh, his thing. Which, by the way,
3: Jesus
1: fucking Christ, David Matranga, that fucking scream! Yeah, so, yeah,
2: yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, To which I said, yeah, yeah, to which, uh, a couple of dudes, fr- uh, a couple of friends pointed out, like. I am pretty sure Bakugo killed those twins. There's no way they
3: survived. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I know, I
1: know it's a shonen movie. I know they're the good guys. This genuinely felt like a moment where Bakugo would have killed those people, and I don't think he would have been wrong to do so.
0: Yeah, with Todoroki, he's going all out. With Bakugo, he's dealing with two crazy ass twins who are able to transmogrify themselves into uh, monsters. And then, and
1: then, of course, they and Leviathan both take inject some trigger to go even
0: more crazy. Holy shit! Yeah, Todoroki gives his all and comes out on top. Bakugo loses his goddamn mind and just unleashes everything, and quite literally goes scorched earth on those two.
1: Like, motherfucking Christ. Like, it felt... Never have I seen Bakugo look more like Vegeta. Like, yeah. if, if this were a Dragon Ball Z movie, they would have been way more okay with letting uh, Bakugo straight up kill those two.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They are dead. They're They're not surviving... All of that because no, I mean
1: uh, they 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 are they show them getting uh carted away later. Be, uh, oh,
2: because darn. I know, it, they
0: actually died. Because
2: well I mean okay, well I mean it's all my
0: academia, so they can't let them die, but like But they
1: basically yeah. did just fucking
0: die. <laughs> because yeah, at the end you had Bakugo barely standing tall, cut, bloodied His eyes, bloodshot, completely without shirts, which makes it the best part of the movie. Andrew, if you say anything, I will smack you.
1: I was just going to say, that seemed like a very Dragon Ball Z thing, with all that battle damage.
0: Yeah, and this leads us to uh, Deku, confronting Flex turn. So, I will say this.
1: Of the three My Hero Academia movies. Flecturn is the best villain. I don't think that is a compliment on how good Flect is, and more so a detriment to how poor the other two were.
0: Counter- re- here's, here's my counterpoint when it's revealed what Flecturn actually is. My reaction was, oh good, it's another OP God, my motherfucker, who can block everything. We haven't seen this in six months. For what it's worth, I am not a fan of characters like that who are just able to withstand every blow and just reflect it back. That is just uh, not a fan, not a fan.
1: Man got no pussy and decided to start a cult.
0: Pretty much. That, that's pretty much the, the story of like every cult.
1: It, yeah, kind of. But legit, his whole thing was that my quirk literally reflects everything, including everybody around me. My parents didn't want me. My friends didn't want me. I tried getting laid and they were like, "Ill God, is it blue? Like, is that infected? They're like, no, baby, it just looks like that. Ew. Uh, no, I, actually, I'm doing a bit. It's because um, it, his quirk also reflects women or something. Basically, he felt he felt isolated from people and distant, and yeah, cult. so cold. So cold. Yeah. Nobody wanted Nobody wanted me, so I started a cult where everybody would want me, and they would either drink Kool-Aid or sleep with me, or both. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and as you would uh, surmise from this, every punch that Deku throws, it just gets re- reflected back to him. And then Rhodey shows up. Which which
1: rody is basically um rody's trying to do a heel turn cuz effectively the surviving cultists that didn't get knocked out by deku were like hey so if you help us out we'll spare otheon so your family can stay alive so it basically they force rody into save a few Instead of a million kind of conundrums where he's like Do your own self interest. You can do you can save your family, fuck everybody else. And he's trying to play it up that he really is going to uh he's really going to sell out the world and everybody else. And then they flash back to when he told Deku about what his quirk was. Mm Mm-hmm. And his quirk is Pina. And Pino's whole deal is that Pino is the literal embodiment of Rhodey's true emotions.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, to which I say, I know that was supposed to be an impactful motive movie at all, but like, there was literally no reason to keep that a secret.
1: There really was there no wasn't. reason to keep that a secret. I, I thought, I
0: I, th- I, I think what they were trying to do was they wanted to save it for the suspenseful build-up. They really for that want. Su- for that moment,
1: they really boy, wanted to make you think that Rhodey was actually going to be evil. Ex- ex- or like, ex-
2: ex- except you did a pretty good job of establishing he wasn't going to do that. Like,
0: so, like... <laughs> you made him too likable! Like, one swerve is good, When you're trying to swerve a swerve, you're getting too cute with it, and it's gonna lose some of the impact.
1: It, 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 it was so... Like, did it was just trying to be like a, oh, we have a plan all along, or he's gonna stay loyal. It's like, of course he's gonna stay loyal. It's Rody soul. He had a fucking summer road trip movie. It's like, <sighs> you think that dude's gonna turn at this point?
0: Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a swerve, bro. And, uh, well, Rody paid for it with, uh, laser wounds.
1: Eye for an eye, basically. Deku gets shot, Rody gets shot.
0: Yeah, but he's still fighting through the pain to get his way to uh, the main room to deactivate the bomb, while uh, Deku is still uh, trying to whittle this guy down.
1: Which, yeah, it. Which even 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 if it if you know it's going to be the cool climax moment. It, it i i knew i'll say this i knew i knew it wasn't going to top the climax of heroes rising i knew that mhm was but this very much felt like this felt the most naruto dragon ball z movie but god damn it was it still <laughs> a pretty cool climax
0: yeah because it's It's building and building with Deku's throwing all the punches, thinking about how hard everyone is working to, you know, stop the bombs in all the cities all over the world. But that... Parts of that sequence reminded me of a line from Return of the Jedi. Your overconfidence is your weakness. Your faith in your friends is yours. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But, it, it, yeah, I think. Uh,
2: yeah, I think our friend Space Man Hardy described that as like Deku during the hundred crack fist, which I guess seems accurate.
1: Which <laughs> I'll say this: it was very silly to see him punching in place, but at the same time, no wait, that was actually fucking awesome. It kept building the momentum over and over and over until it was fucking crazy, and it's like you could you could. It is very satisfying to watch, like, Flex overconfidence finally break, but at the same time, it felt like this could have been, like, a good time to come up with a strategy, but it felt like a—it almost felt very uh, Dragon Ball Z, I got an idea, (laughs) we'll have to punch him really, really hard. It's like, Uh... are, are you sure? yeah, if we keep punching him harder than he can take him, he's gonna have to give out at some point.
2: Yeah, as as, as, <laughs> as, 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 okay, I mean, to be fair, it is less silly than, like, every Naruto movie having to end with an obligatory to the point where there, <clears throat> to the point where there was one where Naruto did the Rosé got while, like, riding on a chubby,
0: while, like, riding on a jummy guy. I am actually oh. not joking about that. Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> on, on that note, on that note, this is the longest five minutes since Frieza blew up Namek oh god <laughs> <laughs> this went on forever I mean I get what they're trying to do but god this entire like how long was it 15-20 minutes that went on for way too long
2: I, I, I mean I do I mean like maybe it's because I've seen children at movie fights that like went on for much longer than that but that didn't bother me too much
0: yeah, but uh, yeah, steering back into the fight itself, it just keeps building and building and building and building until Deku unleashes one for all, full cal 100%.
1: What was the full name? United. Hang on. What was it? United States. United World of of Smash. Oh, it was United World of Smash, I think that's what it was. Which, it's fucking silly, but shit, if it isn't cool.
2: Uh Uh-huh. I I mean, mean, they couldn't do United States of Smash, they probably have to pay that for
0: the manga uh, board. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah, and... Because this is apparently also a limit breaker, it whittles uh fleck turn down enough to where he is incapacitated, and that leaves Deku scrambling to get to the main hall. We see Rhodey laying on the floor in well, a pool of blood, and then we look up, we see the clock. it stopped. With barely enough time left... Because Pino's a bro. And Pino made the save. Which, I think the reason the
1: reason they did clearly have the whole thing that Pino was his quirk was the suspense that, like, Brody was fucking dying and Pino was almost, like, fading out of existence. Uh-huh. Which, that was kind of the reason why, but it's also like, I I would be shocked if they actually killed this character off. And they didn't. He 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 got out okay. Maybe I would have believed it a little more if they had, like, a moment of him, like, I don't know, like, searing his own wounds or something. But he, he just kind of didn't die, and he did it, And then they left.
0: Yeah. Yep, the bomb is stopped. All the other bombs are stopped all over the world. So, uh, yay, everybody wins.
1: It worked out.
0: Yeah, and so, uh, for our epilogue, we head back to the hospital where everybody is getting treated for their wounds. Some minor, some very severe.
1: Bakugo gets old lady kisses and he's just as mad as he always is. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. yeah. And yes, we do have mass arrests of the uh, surviving humorized members, including the asshole police chief, which I laughed at.
1: Uh, You know what? It's good to see police corruption taken seriously and overturned. It's, it's, I like fantasy.
0: (sighs) You didn't have to go there, but you did, and I applaud you.
1: Uh, Thanks. I try.
0: Yeah, and well, no point of lingering on any longer. That's the movie. That... The day is saved. Everyone goes home. Uh, Roadie gets a job as a bartender and uh, looking to get uh, a pilot career for him as well.
1: He gets he gets a very cute little. Uh, it's I'm seeing you off. It's not like I I was here to see you off or anything. And then Pino's just crying I'm like ah. Oh. Damn it, okay, fine.
0: Don't worry, he'll make a visit later on. And I'm sure those two are going to get very close to each other in the process. A lot can happen in the Mile High Club. Go to the corner.
1: You set me up for it! You said he was going to fly out to see him, and I'm like, motherfucker!
0: You are supposed to be better than that! Learn some self-restraint. I'm not.
1: Uh, Anyways. So. I have discovered this might be a, this is, this is possibly a controversial opinion. I've at least had a couple of people who don't agree with me on this. I think this is the worst of the three.
3: Uh,
4: I mean,
2: I haven't seen Heroes Rising, but I can believe it.
4: What the fuck?! You haven't seen Heroes Rising?!
2: I mean, I, di- I didn't get around to seeing it in theaters, and I'm, like, very bad with, like, getting ground down by moving to gym. I haven't seen it.
0: I thought you did!
2: I never said I did. Oh. Really? Well, um... Uh, and Andrew, why are you surprised? I told you this, like... I told you this, like, a few days ago.
1: I legit don't think I remembered that, because Okay.
0: Okay. Um... You say it's the worst of the three... I would have to agree. We're starting to reach the law of diminishing returns here.
2: I mean... Okay, I mean, basically, these are finally starting to feel like shutter deck
0: movies. And that's not a good thing... It's not good when I can describe this as a Shonen Jump movie.
1: And it's like, I know people said that a lot about Two Heroes. And in a ways, yes, it was. But I feel like it... How do I describe this? I feel like Two Heroes was still enough of a My Hero Academia movie as well as a shonen jump original movie and heroes rising was a sh- was to me more than anything a celebration of my hero academia and like a fucking explosive climax to, in a, in a way i legit don't think is ever going to be touched I'm, this is not to say that world heroes mission is bad it's not it actually has some really good movie moments. It's got some really good action, set pieces, and fight scenes. And bar, bar none, Rhodey Soul is the best movie original character these have introduced. He is mm-hmm. the most interesting, he's the most charming, and he's definitely like the most memorable. And by far, Ryan Colt Le- Levy straight up steals the fucking movie and takes it and it legit gives like the most heartwarming, emotional moments of this film, and he fucking nails it, and he, like, makes me care a lot. But this felt less like a My Hero Academia movie and more like a movie with My Hero Academia characters.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment to make.
3: Because,
1: yeah... To me, the thing that makes the My Hero Academia things really work is seeing the ensemble cast of characters play off of each other is in unique and different scenarios. Like, in that regard, that's why I still... that's I think that's why I still like Two Heroes more, even though everybody says Two Heroes was really boring, anime, original, nothing. But it's like, it does a lot with its cast of char- with the cast of characters from the My Hero series and plays with them in interesting unique scenarios. And I think they did a great job with that even more so in Heroes Rising and in this it's just it's just Bakugo, Deku and Todoroki. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's barely even Bakugo and Todoroki. It's a, it's a,
2: yeah, it's a, yeah, it's almost to the point where I feel like you could have like, it could have mostly taken about it just had it mostly be Deco and Rhody, and it might have been a slightly
1: stronger movie. I think the grand ambition of making the stakes higher than it's ever been before makes me care less. I cared more when it was the personal str- struggle and drama about Rhody.
2: So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it doesn't help that because, again, it's a shorty jump movie. You know these things don't matter. That, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like the movie, I mean, like, it's not a particularly apt comparison, but I mean, like, it kind of reminds me of the thing with, um, I don't know, say, Naruto and the Last, where, like, the, act- where, like, the actual part of that movie was, like, total nonsense. They had, like, stupid end of the world things, with, like, the moot, with, like...
3: The moon was
2: ninjas going to crash on into the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ninjas on the moon. Ninjas on the moon. The moon was going to crash into here for some nonsense. Like I didn't care about any of that. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, but sorry, but sorry, but the romance that was interesting, and that was the part of the movie I was like actually invested in. And I wish the movie was just mostly about that.
0: Speaking of that movie, uh, the big part of that movie was voiced by Robbie Damon. And in this movie, uh, Fleck is voiced by uh, Robbie Damon. So,
2: so, yeah, admittedly, Robbie gets to play a slightly better character in this movie, but this movie also doesn't have the novelty of of Tuxedo Mask fighting Naruto over Sailor Moon, so, like, I still <laughs> see Robbie's role in that movie would
1: out slightly. Touché. Yeah. But, like I said, I've said Fleck is better, is the best movie villain by default, that Nine is literally built to be diet all for one, and I... Wolfram, holy shit! I almost forgot his name again.
0: Yes, uh, two heroes had Wolfram and a guy with gun as the villains.
1: Wolfram was guy with gun. He just also could move like
0: metal and stuff. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's been a while. It's been two years.
1: It's like I, I like, I like, years or whatever. But yeah, I think this is a good. I think it's a fun movie. I think it's a good movie. It was an enjoyable movie, but I don't think it's a
0: great my hero movie. Yeah, it's a good Sheldon jump movie, but that's kind of all it is. It looks great. It is fun, but
1: I think the fa- I think I'll admit I have some partial biases to the fact that it is very clear that this one greatly impacted season 5. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's not... Like, th- here's the thing. That was the case with season 3 and 4 as well. And everybody mentions, of course, My Hero hasn't looked as good as it did during season 2. Which is fair, which is fine. But I feel like in seasons 3 and 4, there was still enough going for it in between with how it was structured and paced... That still worked. I'll at least give some leeway to the fact that a global pandemic was not a factor during season three and four and their movie cycles either. Mm
3: -hmm. So
1: there's some leeway there. But this was the one where a lot of decisions really impacted the production of the TV series as well as just the film. And I think it wasn't worth it. Yeah... Like I don't want, I don't want to sound like I hate this. I keep I be, I'm being a lot more negative about it, but I had a lot of thoughts about this, and just I do like it. I do think it's a good movie. I had a lot of fun. It was epic. I really like Rony. dub is great. Dub is always great. But yeah, of of the three films, my ranking is Heroes Rising, Two Heroes, World Heroes Mission, two one three.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, uh, in brighter, in, on the brighter side of things, uh, this movie has done pretty well in the box office. It opens in just under sixteen hundred theaters and netted uh, two point eight million dollars, which did make it the best opening that week, beating out uh, Antlers and Last Night in Soho, which is good, and. Uh, it, At that point in time, when it opened, it was the number two movie in the country, right behind Dune. Damn, just shy of touching the worm. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. This is going to be this is going to be considered a success for Funimation for their theatrical rollout, and that's good for everyone. It's already past the $10 million mark, so, you know, good stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the, it's, it is still successful. It's still mm-hmm. good. It's very successful, and they, they know it's successful. I'd also be okay if they waited... A little bit for the next movie.
0: I think that's how a lot of people
2: are feeling. Yeah, that. uh, yeah, that's why. That's how a lot of people feel. But I feel like that's not going to happen simply because I mean, the I mean, we're still probably a couple of years away from the manga like actually ending. But it in its last arc, so they're gonna get into as many movies as I, they can before it. Ends.
1: I I just at least for the season six. I don't see where they would even put it time-wise.
2: Okay. I mean okay, I mean I figure at this point if they make any more movies, they're gonna stop carrying about canon altogether.
1: Admittedly, they're kinda of, yeah, I guess. I mean they were at least trying with two and three. They did try. And movie one is now hardcore. Movie one is canon now. Like that That is actually a thing. Two heroes, the film, is canon. Straight up. Due to a couple of reasons in um, recent chapters. But, yeah, it, it's just... Where do you put it in season six? I don't think they can or should. If they want to do something after that, they can make it work. But... I, I think if they want to at least try to sort of canonize it, I think... I, I, I think it wouldn't work. Anyways, yeah, that was World Heroes Mission. I had fun. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I saw it. I, I like seeing My Hero movies in theaters. But yeah. Ironically enough, now that I think about it, I think my uh, ranking of the My Hero films is equivalent to my ranking of my theater experience. Now that I think about it, Hmm. that might have something to do with it you never know it's possible because a fun audience could make a movie better for me but I guess also with the pandemic I probably wouldn't have wanted too crazy of an audience either so I guess
3: hmm.
1: either way yeah still, still glad I had, I had fun and without a doubt uh, Ryan Colt Levy is going places for sure Looking forward to that dude blowing up even more next year. And I will welcome it.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. um, I know the movie's coming out on home video in Japan in February. Let's see if we can get a quicker release over here for it. I'm going to guess May or June. It's possible. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's the movie. If uh Honestly, I don't know if it's still in theaters by now, but uh there's always that home video release you can come back to. And if it is on. still in theaters and you got a shot You could do way worse. Yes. Yes, you certainly can. It's, it's,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, my yeah, I thing would be like I mean if it's I mean if you just like up for like a fun like a fun night in the movies, like Sure, why not go see it? Was that, was that, uh, but if you're uh but if you're wondering if it's like really, really worth going out and waiting to see this one, I'm like, eh, you can you can maybe wait for a home video release. It 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 depends.
1: It it yeah. I think it's like, yeah, it, you I think you'll have a good time. I don't think you need to run to see it, but I think you should see it, if that makes sense. It's like mm-hmm. I I think it's like the arcadas where it's like spot where it's like buy it, stream it, skip it kind of thing. You I'd say you this is probably in well, I guess I guess instead of like the buy it, you could you could put this in like the rent it comparatively. I would absolutely say Heroes Rising is a fucking buy it though, Jay. absolutely. When you get some time, you should watch that movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, and with that, our long-winded discussion about this movie is complete. All righty. Yeah. This was a good discussion. hmm We will be doing more in the future, whether they be theatrical releases like, I don't know, maybe Belle, or we could always go back to movies from a couple years ago like... Oh, say, a, a silent voice or your name. We can always go back to those. Oh,
1: Jesus Christ.
0: The possibilities are endless now. All righty. All righty. And with that, this uh, backdoor pilot of a side series is complete. Thank you all for listening to this uh, movie night edition of Podcast ONA. We hope you all, you all have had... Uh, I can't talk. We hope you all have had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We will be we will be back next week to talk anime NYC and whatever else has happened uh, since our last big show. Uh, so until then, you hear this? This is the sound of a really cool book that has weird translation issues. Oh. Who okayed this? Come
1: on, guys! You could I know it's, you're not Miz, but it's like you could have at least done better than that.
0: Or,
2: to, or, you know, you could have paid someone to do it. Could have paid
1: Caleb to do it. Mm. Eh, yeah, yeah. Anyways. I, I'm so glad they at least did a thing. Anyways. Good night, everybody. Pick up after yourselves. The fucking people at the movie theater have enough shit going on as it is. The last thing they need to do is deal with sticky nachos on the fucking seat. Uh, yeah, that is. No, no, okay, no, that's not even like a. I don't even mean that as like a sex thing. I mean, literally, I have gone to the movie theater before, where we snuck okay, into okay, the. Okay, I, okay,
2: I, okay, I mean,
1: I I, mean, I know you didn't go to the movie All right, fine. <laughs> for once, I'm not trying to make a dirty joke, and y'all are like, oh, that's gross. I, I, I mean, I mean, we've
2: been down for about That's gross. So.
1: Don't be gross. That's 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 the takeaway from this over hour and a half podcast about World Heroes Mission. Don't be gross. Or a cultist or a terrorist
4: Or even a cop.